welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I'm so happy to have you here with me today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and my goodness, truly realize you are not alone. We are in this together, which is why there is also a community space where we connect deeper. I invite you to come on by and settle in. You can learn more about it on the link in my website, jenniferbeltoff.com, or also below in the show notes. Now let's jump in to today's episode. Today, I wanted to give a little update on how things are going around here. We are now in the middle of the first month of a brand new year. How are you feeling? (laughs) Really, truly, how are you feeling? I feel like when it comes to a new month, there are so many expectations that we put on the table, thinking that we need to fully prepare to set ourselves up for success for the next 365 days. But my goodness, that is 1000% not possible, right? We have no idea what is going to come our way, what it is going to look like, how it's going to turn out. And we set these grand expectations and have intentions and words of the year and all these great things. But all of these things, I feel like, bring so much pressure and lay on this heavy burden where you feel like you need to be your best self every single day and you need to be accomplishing all the things. But I'm here to tell you, I am not accomplishing all of the things. My to-do list is long. And some days I don't even look at it. I don't. Here is kind of how my year's been going so far. I've been moving very slowly. I have been easing in. Not really putting too much pressure on myself to create these grand plans. Because I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to start the year feeling like a failure. And when I make these grand plans and try to figure out, you know, what is this year going to look like? That's what ultimately happens. So I'm trying to take more of a step back. Be more present in the moment that I'm in. Not worry so much about what's going to happen next month. What do I really want to do? What do I really want to show up and share in the world? But just focusing on how am I feeling today? What is it I want to do in this moment? Is it go work out? Take a nap? Zone out to some television? What what is it? And really, truly honoring myself in that space. And it's not always easy to do because sometimes that list of all those to-do items is in that back of my head. And I'm thinking, if I just go zone out and watch television, I'm not accomplishing X, Y, and Z that I really could be doing in that moment. But here's the thing. Taking that time to just zone out and allow myself to relax is healing 
It's what my body needs. And so I need to remember to listen to that. To not be so worried about the have-to-dos because they always get done, right? Somehow, some way, the things that I truly, really, honestly need to do, they happen. I figure it out. Maybe it's last minute. A lot of times it is last minute, but it happens. And in the end, that's really all that matters is that I'm getting done what I need to do. But really, hold on one second. (laughs) That is not all that matters because what also matters besides getting done what you need to do is taking care of yourself. And this year, I really want that to be a focus for me. And when you think about taking care of yourself, just take a moment and check in with you. What does that mean for you? How can you take care of yourself? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Is it a a warm bath? A walk around the block? getting five minutes to yourself and just sitting in complete silence? Is it being a little bit more conscious of what you're doing? Or maybe giving yourself little treats like getting your nails done? What does it really truly mean to you? And of course, that could shift, right? Because what it might look like today to take care of yourself might be so very different tomorrow or even a week, a month from now. It fluctuates, right, based upon what's going on in our life. What's really coming at us? How are we feeling? But one thing that matters deeply is that you take that time to think about it and consider it. And it's interesting when I take that time to think about it because a lot of it always comes back down to the same things over and over and over again, no matter what's going on in my life. The best way for me personally to take care of myself, one thing for certain is movement. Moving my body, even though it might be sometimes a struggle, and I'm like, I don't really want to do it. But when I push myself and then I do it, there's never a time I regret it. I always feel so much better. And not just in my physical body, but also in my mind. Because being in that zone of movement, whether it's running or walking or doing yoga or lifting weights, Whatever it is, it allows my mind to almost let go and process some of the things that I've been holding on to without even truly having to like zone in and focus on them. And that's an incredible gift to give myself. And that movement wakes me up. It makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel accomplished and strong and ready to take on whatever is next. And this month, I've kind of been sidelined a bit because I had injured my foot. And oh, goodness, I am such an active person. So to have an injury where you really can't move because your foot 
is such a, a key component to that has been really hard for me. And it's really pushed me to focus more on rest, focused more on slowing down and not being rush, rush, rush to get everywhere and focusing on taking care of me. Because no one can take care of my foot except myself, right? People can tell me what to do, but unless I do it, it will not heal. I can't be still running around amidst the pain. I have to stop. I have to ice it. I have to elevate it. I have to slow down. And so that's a really important lesson for me, who is always this movement-focused person. And then how else can you find movement that doesn't require truly moving your foot and standing on it and putting pressure on it? And so I've had to get creative and, you know, do little things that maybe might not have been my first go-to, like chair yoga. (laughs) Who would have thought, right? But it allows me that opportunity to still move, to keep my foot protected, but still allow my body to get what it needs. And so movement is definitely a big, big part of my self-care. And it is interesting to look back and see how the type of movement has shifted over time. I started out as a runner in high school running track and cross country and never really thinking like that would be my thing. And then it totally became my thing. Team sports with balls <laughs> that are getting thrown at you or coming your way quickly, not my thing. But running, goodness, yeah, like that, that was all for me. I could do it. I could get into it. And I have been on and off throughout my life with running. I ran the New York City Marathon twice. During those times, my goodness, of course, totally into it because I had to be very dedicated to that schedule in order to be able to make it across the finish line 26.2 miles later. But then there are times it kind of falls away and it gets a little harder to get back into. But whenever it falls away, something else replaces it. Like I have not been really running much at all. For a bit. But I've been loving the workouts with Sydney Cummings on YouTube. And now when I haven't been able to do those because of my foot, I've fallen deeper into this chair yoga and this slow movement and pushing myself more with flexibility and stretching, which I really, goodness, <laughs> don't do much of at all. But no matter what it is, there is that core thing, that movement really is a true form of self-care for me. Another form of self-care is writing. And I have been journaling ever since I can remember. At the time when I started, never in a million years would have considered it self-care. It was just something I did. But now I see how much of a really beautiful practice of self-care that is for me. And how when I don't do it, when I kind of sideline it, I feel it in my mood. I get a little bit cranky. Um, you know, not the most fun to be around. 
because I haven't had the opportunity to really work out what's going on, what's inside my head. And then I open the page and it spills out. And goodness, it doesn't always spill out in the most easiest form and fashion. Sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes things come up that I was not expecting and kind of knocks me to my knees. But it's a good reminder that, oh, I I do still need to process and work through this and kind of figure out what are the feelings here. So that blank page for me is an absolute savior. It provides me space to show up as my most authentic, honest self and spill out all of those feelings that you might be too embarrassed to tell someone because you might feel judged or you think they're going to think you're a little crazy or they're going to be like, really? That's what's going through your head? But the page takes it all. And I know there can be this fear of like, well, once you write it down, like someone can find it and they can read it and then they'll know. But here's the thing. You don't need to keep it. Just because you put it down in ink doesn't mean you have to hold on to it forever. There are a countless number of things that I have burned that I have ripped up into tiny, tiny little pieces and thrown in the trash. The most important thing is kind of getting it out of me, allowing myself that space, allowing myself to be able to process, to show up as my true, honest, authentic self without judgment, and just let it all spill out. Oh, what a gift. What an absolute gift. And so that is definitely, hands down, something that is a part of my self-care toolkit. Always has been. Was always there for me. Never, never realizing, right? We kind of just do things. But definitely a part of that. Another part of my self-care toolkit is connection. Because I find I'm an introvert, you know, hands down, and I do refuel myself often alone. You know, my little room here is my sanctuary, and I love to sit and read and pull cards. I love the quiet. I love just being able to just be without any kind of interruption, having anything coming at me. But there is something so deeply needed also inside of me for connection. And being able to have people in my life that I can turn to and share my heart with, that I can really show up as myself and be able to see that person as well as their true self. And together, we can open up and be with one another. And it has been a journey for me, for sure, to get to this point and to find those people. I was the biggest wallflower growing up, just wanting to blend into the background, not wanting to be seen or heard, but observing, really observing everything that's going on, seeing it all, taking it all in. 
but not really engaging. And I have learned over the years that when I stay on the sidelines and I don't engage, that I don't feel good. I want to be a part of something. I want to have those connections and those friendships and those conversations. I want to be able to share my heart, the good and the bad. To have someone that I can lean on when I am sobbing. But also to have that same person know they can do the same with me, that we are there together for one another. And so over the years, I have really learned how to peel back the layers of my own self so that I don't show up in a room with my armor because that's what I was doing. I was holding this shield so tightly to my chest that you had no idea what I was thinking what I was feeling, if I even wanted to be in that room. And deep inside, oh my goodness, I wanted to be there so badly, but I just didn't know how to find that point of connection. And it wasn't about anyone else. It was always just about myself. And once I really peeled back those layers and learned who I was, saw what it was I'm seeking, what I need. What is my true, real, authentic self? What am I bringing to the table? And not bringing to the table in the sake of like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing this song and dance and entertain you. But no, just me being me. What am I bringing to the table? Because each of us, in our own ways, bring something just by being yourself. There's this energy that we all carry with us. And as soon as you enter into a room, that energy is felt. Have you ever been in a room and the energy is positive and it's awesome and it's amazing? And all of a sudden, one person comes in and all of that shifts. And you're like, wait a minute, what, what just happened here? And it could be that one other person changed it all around. We all have this energy. And when I was able to finally put down my shield, I was able to see the way my energy affects others. And that when I start to engage, when I start to share and open up, allow myself to be seen, which, oh my goodness, was hard, really hard to do in the beginning. But when I started to do that, I was receiving that in return. And it was then through that that the connections were made. So often, I was just wanting other people to like bring me under their wing and invite me into the circle. And it doesn't work that way. We need to be the ones to walk in to the circle. To make ourselves known. To allow ourselves the grace and the space to share our own light. And so finding these connections and then also nurturing them. Mm. This one I'm still learning. (laughs) I'm still learning how to nurture these connections so that they continue to grow and evolve as we as humans continue to grow and evolve. 
because you can make that initial connection, but then you have to continue with it. You have to continue that nurturing. So being in that beautiful state of connection is definitely a self-care practice for me. And one more that I want to share here today that has also been one that has been with me forever is fresh air, being outside. And it sounds so simple, right? All I need to do is walk out my door. But then I look back at these moments where I've been working from home and there have been days weeks where I didn't go outside one single time. When I was working in the office, I had to every single day because I had to get in my car and drive there and walk in and then walk out to drive home. So even if that was the only moment that I had of fresh air, there was (laughs) something, right? I felt it. I breathed it in. I felt the sun on my skin. But being in these four walls day after day without that, I really started to realize, oh my goodness, I always knew this was like something I needed, but now it really opened my eyes to see, oh, this is something I absolutely need to be self-aware of. Am I getting myself outside? Am I taking that time, even if it's only for a moment, to be in nature. Nature, for me, is such an incredible healer. And it doesn't mean I have to be sitting on a beautiful beach with warm sand and radiant sunshine and clear crystal blue water. Oh, that's amazing, right? But the self-care of it is the everyday moment in nature where I would just walk into my backyard or rather than work at my desk, take my laptop and sit outside doing the same exact work, right? Whether inside or outside, but feeling so much happier when I was outside. Taking walks, putting my toes in the grass, Looking up at the clouds, wishing on stars, little tiny things that you really can't experience if you're just indoors all the time. And same with writing. If I don't do it, if I don't allow myself this opportunity to step outside, breathe in that fresh air, be a part of nature, I get cranky and agitated. And once I give myself that moment and I open that door, it's like this instant energy boost. And I feel so much better. And so even though every day this self-care might look different for me, one day I might need a nap. The other day I might need to move my body extra hard because I just got to get something out. Or I got to allow myself a little bit more time to spend in my notebook. Because there's a lot that's happening and I need a lot of space and time to allow myself to work through it. 
even though it could look different, those I have found for me are really, truly my core things to self-care. If I were to create my own little self-care toolkit, movement, writing, connection, and fresh air would be four things that would absolutely be mandatories in there. There would be other things, of course, that I would want to throw in there, but those four things are my non-negotiables. If I don't have these things in my life, I'm not going to be my best self. There's going to be a part of me that's lacking a bit of joy because those four things bring me so much joy. And joy in the most natural way where it's not forced, where it's me just doing what feels right and beautiful and natural for me. So give your moment, yourself a moment to think about it. When you think about self-care and how you can really, truly take care of you, what are your non-negotiables? What are those things that are those touchstones in you that have kind of always been there, whether you recognize them or not? Like I said, when I was tucking my journal under my bed, when I was in fourth grade, I never would have thought that was a self-care practice. It was just something I was doing. But it was something I was so naturally drawn to doing that it's totally me. And it totally fills me up. And it's something I need. What is it for you? And again, this is going to look different for all of us. Because what is amazing is we are all unique and different. And there are different things that fill each of us up. But what matters most and what's truly important is that you find those things for you. That you're able to recognize them. And not only recognize them, but honor them. Because when you know what it is that gives you life, that fills you with joy, that you need. You are then able to give that to yourself. And that is the best gift you could ever do. And we can't expect others to do it for us because, oh my goodness, that's never going to happen. Or they're going to do it, but not the way we want them to do it. We need to take care of ourselves first. Really making ourselves a priority. Filling our own tank. And I know it can feel selfish and it can feel hard to do. Oh my goodness, but it's, it's so necessary. It is so absolutely necessary because once you do that, you then have the energy. You're in a much better mind to be able to show up for people in a way that feels good and right and beautiful and amazing. And you'll do it so much happier. And that is a most incredible thing, right? When you are happy and you're feeling good, that becomes contagious. When we're talking about that energy that you're carrying into a room, that's the energy you're then carrying. 
rather than showing up like exhausted with nothing to give and almost as if, why am I even in this room with you? All I want to do is be in bed. The room can feel that. And instead of showing up like that, wouldn't you rather show up feeling so good, so excited, so whole? Yes, right? We all want that. So today I invite you to really think about your own self-care toolkit. Those things that are your non-negotiable. And to write them down. To unearth what they are and get them in paper so that you can see them. And so that you can find ways in your daily schedule or weekly routine to incorporate them. Because of course we can't incorporate everything every day. That can become overwhelming, right? If we lay that expectation. But if we can see, oh, I can do this here. And that will feel so good. Like pulling my laptop and sitting outside rather than sitting at my desk. Such a simple solution. See where you can really lean in to those core things and integrate them into your life. And as you do that, feel what a difference it makes. How things shift without you even doing so much. It becomes this natural shift. And you find yourself in this groove that feels great and amazing. And when you feel that way, you want to continue because you want to keep feeling that way. So grab your notebook, grab your pen, and unearth. Unearth those core values that you have when it comes to self-care. And then come on by to the Soul Circle community and share them. Because what you have to say might inspire someone else. And they might be like, oh, wait a minute, that's one of mine too. And I didn't even realize it. It's in this sharing that we're able to learn more about each other. We're able to connect deeper and inspire one another. And in doing that, we realize we're not alone. We're in this together. We can do so much more together than we can alone. Oh, thank you so much for joining me here today for another episode. I am so grateful to have your support. You have no idea. It means the absolute world to me when I get emails and comments from you and just really lights me up and reminds me that we need one another. We need to be out there sharing our own light. And so I wish you just a wonderful week ahead. I'll be back next Sunday with a brand new episode. Until then, we'll talk soon.